This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. You have chosen to listen to the Saturday Quiz, and I'm so glad you have, because this episode is guaranteed to be a humdinger. My name is John Leary, and as you probably are aware, on this podcast, I ask the 10 general knowledge questions, and my guests are supposed to come up with the answers. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival is in full swing, so joining me today are a couple of international comedians. Sisters, in fact. Their comedic songs have won praise, awards, and can be seen in their very own comedy special on Amazon Prime, Alive On Stage. Welcome to the show, Flo and Joan. Hello, hello, Thanks hello. for joining hello. me. Thank you for having us. Now, before we go on, we have to decide what I'm going to call you, because Flo and Joan is the name of your act, not your actual names, right? Correct. Is that the first question? <laughs> well, you're doing very well. Yes. Um, <laughs> your real names are Rosie and Nicola. Correct. Dempsey, Again, right? yes. Correct. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. doing very well at this quiz. Yeah, I feel like that's quiz. not the point, but uh, we're all doing well right now, so I think that's quite nice. <laughs> so, tell me, why are you called Flo and Joan? I'm sure you get asked <laughs> this all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, we it was, do, but it makes sense to ask it. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was the name of our nan and her sister, so we... When we did our first show, we didn't have a name. And we thought that Nicola and Rosie didn't sound great. Yeah. It sounded poo. It sounded rubbish. And we thought the Dempsey sisters sound sort of like a kind of 20s vaudeville act or something where we're <laughs> going to sort of spin plates and cartwheel over each other and stuff. And so we neither of them sort of particularly sat well with us. Um, so we went with Flo and Joan because they, they used to come down. They uh, used to live in Liverpool um, in the UK we lived in Portsmouth so they'd get the coach down and come and stay with us and we always heard them referred to as Flo and Joan like Flo and Joan are coming to stay or we're going to go and see Flo and Joan um so it always just had a kind of it was an they, they were names that existed in our household and had a nice little ring to them so we um panicked and stole them for our first show and then it just sort of stuck we checked in and to make sure stuck. it was okay have yeah. they yeah. Uh, have they yeah. seen your act one of them is dead and the other has dementia <laughs> So I'll ask again. Besides have that. they seen your act? Yeah. They other have, than that. They, ha- they have not seen the act. But one day maybe, okay. they, maybe they will. <laughs> uh, that was well, just I'm, an extra I'm sorry to, you gave <laughs> Sorry to hear that. That's, uh, that's tragic and terrible. Do you think they would have enjoyed it? At I think they would have enjoyed bits of it. Yeah. I think yeah. there would have been bits that would have gone over their heads or that wouldn't have been for them. But that's fine, and that applies to anyone the world over. Nothing's for everyone. Well, not everything's yeah. for everyone, sorry. Nothing's for anyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think there'd definitely be bits that they would uh, they take away and enjoy. Nice. Good. I would hope. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We will never know. Oh, dear. After a roaring start. Let me ask you this. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Well, like a specific oh. question or like a genre? Oh, well, like a genre or, or something that you like maybe heard along the way somewhere and go, oh, yeah, I love that about the world. Well, you just sort of quantified that with about the world, which I, 
thought of one which is quite niche and not actually that interesting. It will I, be, trust me. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, Stephen Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber have the same birthday. Do they? That's my fun bit of trivia. See, that's in, that's quite interesting. That's oh, you froze trivial. You froze on the screen in enormous glee. <laughs> I gave my piece of trivia and it felt like you were so disappointed with how rubbish it was. You were just going to sit in silence for a few minutes until I <laughs> removed myself from the call. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's an excellent bit of trivia. Thank you. I yeah. panicked and it was the only it was the first one that came to mind. What about you, Rosie? Do you have anything that comes to mind? I'm trying to think of one, but I famously have extremely bad recall and stuff goes into my head and it leaves straight away. It's in a like, nightmare when you're working with her. In quite <laughs> I find that hard to believe because in your songs your that you perform as part of your act, yeah. some of the the lyrics are so convoluted and clever and fast that I, I find it very hard to believe that things come into your head and leave immediately. When it's music and lyrics, they really stick. So like I can really like remember sounds and things. Uh-huh. Like I can read a whole book and then the next day you ask me what that book is and I'll have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It might be because I'm spent, my brain is, is so spent up with trying to remember all the lyrics and lodging yeah, all the music. Yeah, it's lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just sure, forgets, sure. It just forgets uh-huh. everything. It's not because I'm a stupid cow. It's <laughs> I didn't say that. That's your words, not mine. <laughs> I'm sure I know loads of trivia, but I can't recall it. This is going to be a terrible, terrible. No, podcast well, for you, hopefully, with, with the, the you know the prompting of the questions that I ask, mm-hmm. maybe you'll be all right. You'll remember things then. In any case, we'll find out when we come back with the questions on the other side of this break. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Rosie and Nicola Dempsey, otherwise known as Flo and Joan. And we're going to start with question number one. <laughs> and actually, our first question is a music question. Okay. So cool. I rec- uh, you, you'll probably know this. Let's see how we go. Question number one. Which musician is playing in Australian stadiums next year as part of his The Mathematics Tour? But the the actual symbols of of the name of the tour are a plus sign, you know, addition, subtraction, mm-hmm. an equal sign, a divided by sign, and a multiplication sign. But it's called the Mathematics Tour. Do you know? It's a British. It's not. It's a fellow countryman. Do you know of yours. Nicola? It's not oh. Ed Sheeran, is it? It is. Of course, it's Ed Sheeran. Well, very seeing, well done. I remember seeing symbols on the poster. Yeah. I was going to go Kanye, and I don't know why. And then you said it's oh, a... Yeah. He's from yeah. us. 
Yeah, well, that's when I, I did a 180. And also that seems like too simple a title for a Kanye West tour and too modest a title for a Kanye <laughs> too, West tour. Yeah, yeah. If it's Kanye West, it would be called I Invented Mathematics by Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> the tour. Just me. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, Ed Sheeran's four of his five studio albums have used mathematical symbols for their titles, oh, starting oh, with yeah. plus, then multiply, divide, and last year he released an album called Equals. Didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know Interesting. What a clever boy. Not clever just a pretty boy. face. No. no. Well. Um, <laughs> question number two. Just Joey, Iceberg and Buff Beauty are all varieties of what? I'm going to say lettuce. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I thought it was going to be as well because of Iceberg Lettuce. But no, it's yeah. not lettuce. What was it? Just Joey, Lettuce. Uh, sorry, Just Joey, Iceberg and... Buff beauty racing horses <laughs> they're not <laughs> racing horses you were closer with no with idea. lettuces there's something oh. you would find in the garden T- plant. but they're then they're, they're not a edible plant they're roses. a decorative plant they are roses they're all types of roses. sick oh sweet yeah thank god lovely just joey feels beauty. like um a camp name for a rose. Yeah. That Just will, Joey. let me tell you this, that was inducted into the Rose Hall of Fame. Oh, that sounds even more camp. As world's favourite rose in 1994. Ah. 1994. Just Joey. I hope that there's just one in existence and it just sits in a little corner, like yeah. all modest. <laughs> just Joey. Just Joey. Do you remember 1994, everybody? Just Joey. <laughs> you remember me? <laughs> He's got some baggy trousers on listening to, like, Nirvana or something. (laughs) 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 All right. Now, I feel like I'm going to have to help you quite a ways with question number three, which is, who is the new premier of Tasmania? Who is the new premier of Tasmania? Yeah. The guy that was premier in Tasmania, uh, Peter Gutwein, or Gutwein, decided to retire Mm -hmm. or step down from politics. Mr. Gutwein. And so he has been replaced by this guy. What a terrible surname. <laughs> it is. Um, but now, the new guy, let me tell you, his initials are J.R. So he's got the same first name as one of the presenters on Top Gear. Jeremy. Remember Top Gear? Oh, yeah. Yes, correct. And his surname is made up of, kind of made up of two words. The first part is a style of music. Rap. Rock. Rock. Mm. Is correct. Rock, rock, Rockworth, Rockworm, Gutvine, and Rockworm. That is that sounds like a terrible cartoon. Rockworm, Jeremy, Rock and Roll. In Roll, no. Where, where do you find rocks? By the beach. Where do they fall? By the beach, Johnny. There's loads of them down there. Rock Beach, Rock Beach. It's not Rock Beach. You find rocks in the park, Rock Park. Not Rock Park. Mountain, Rock Mountain. Rock Hill. Ooh. Rock Hill. What's the edge of a, of a mountain Cliff. called? Rockcliffe. Rockcliffe. <laughs> Rockcliffe. Jeremy, Jeremy Rockcliffe is the new premier of Tasmania. That's a very good name. Well is done. the rule that you have to have some kind of geographical or like ecological thing to do with your surname. So you have to have like Cliff or Gut Vine or some kind of like Vine. Uh, <laughs> weird name. Natural thing. <laughs> yeah, natural thing. That's what I was looking for. My original guess was going to be Rat Burger, which I also quite enjoyed. <laughs> I quite like Rat Jeremy Burger. Rat Burger. Sounds like a children's character in a book. The villain. Yeah. It does. All right, question number four. In which country is the 2006 film Blood Diamond set? I know. South Africa. Oh, you know? South Africa. 
No, not South Africa. <laughs> Say that again. You were wrong. <laughs> no, incorrect. This is an African nation, but it's it's, it's not, not South Africa. It's, a, it's, like it a, it's famous for it like really terrible, like having lots of rich men who go and just abuse the land to get diamonds. Yeah, I mean the the, the film. I know the film. I can't remember. Yeah, it talks about uh, the war. Is it that Sierra Leone? Was, it is Sierra Leone. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, that was just in the recess of your mind somewhere. That was a really good recall. That was a really good recall, that one. Well done. Well, Buried in amongst all the songs we've written. Yeah. Sierra Leone. <laughs> Do you, have, Sierra you don't Leone. have any uh, lyrics about Blood Diamonds? Not yet. Or Sierra Not Leone? Yet, yeah. Sierra Leone would be a good rhymer, a good thing yeah, to Yeah, that feels like a rhyme that we would use. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but slightly next. tainted by... I feel like it's a, the kind of place now where if you mention Sierra Leone, most people think of Blood Diamonds and... Even if it's like embedded in a nice song about something nice, you say the word Sierra Leone and everyone's like, oh, the Blood Diamond song. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. What would you rhyme Sierra Leone with? Leave me on my own. On my own? Leave me on my own. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> in, Sierra, in Sierra Leone. In or Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone, there I am alone. <laughs> Actually, there I am or- alone just feels like you've rearranged the letters of Sierra Leone and gone, oh, yeah, and yeah. also that. <laughs> Or, you know, you, just, you really enjoy the film Home Alone, maybe. Yeah. 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 You go home, Homer Alone. Excuse me? Homer Alone. <laughs> <laughs> to, make the, to make the syllables match. Sierra Leone and Homer Alone. If you've never heard any of our songs, but you are listening to this podcast, you are going to think we're woefully incompetent at this job <laughs> we claim to be quite good at. <laughs> they are. Let me tell you, they are very good at it. All right, question number five. True or false? 32 is a perfect number. I'm going to say true. Okay. Do you want to say something else, Rosie? I have no idea. (coughs) Why are you saying true, Nicola? I would say because you can divide it in half, divide it in half, divide it in half, and then it gets you back to one. Ah, interesting. That's that's not what makes a perfect number. Do you want me to tell you what makes a perfect number? That's my definition of a perfect number. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in mathematics, in, in number theory, a perfect number is a positive integer... Now, I'm not very good with my pronunciation, but so maybe I'm not saying that correctly. But I think that's right. In number theory, a perfect number is a positive integer that is equal to the sum of its positive divisors or divisors, excluding the number itself. For instance, 6 has divisors 1, 2, and 3, and 1 oh. plus 2 plus 3 equals 6, so 6 is a perfect number. I like that. So I'll ask you again, is 32 a perfect number, true or false? True. (laughs) (laughs) It's false because if you've got a one in there, then it wouldn't... Oh, no, wait, that's not true. False. It is false. I I have an active hate of numbers. (laughs) You have an active hate of numbers? (laughs) They're extremely intimidating. Up until 100, they're all okay, but anything that involves theory and numbers, get back into the nerd house. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like you're maybe, Nicola, uh, more in the nerd camp than than Rosie is. Is Now, now, now. (laughs) Let's not throw that word around. (laughs) Nicola's very good at numbers. She's very good at numbers. Mm. I'm, mm, I like numbers. Well, yeah. now that you know what a perfect number is, let me tell you that there are 51 known perfect numbers. Euclid, yeah. back in about 300 BC, worked out the first four perfect numbers. And the first one is six. Do you know what the next one is going to be? It's round about 32, which is why you know, it was in the question, I think. 
Isn't it? Wouldn't it be 31? No, they're all, all perfect numbers that are known are even numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is like fully scrambled my brain. Yeah, I consider I'm sure myself like, a, I like a maths person, but I've just, I need to go and lie down in like a <laughs> black bag of ice. Well, yeah, let me the tell world you, again. the first four are <laughs> 6, 28, 496, and 8,128. 8, oh, wow. Yeah. They are the sum of their positive divisors. It blows my mind as well. Because it wasn't until 1588 that the next two perfect numbers were discovered. And they were 8,589,869,056 and 137,438,691,328. Okay, so who is getting either paid to work this out... (laughs) Or who is spending their spare time figuring this out? Well, yeah. Good luck to you all. Good on them. Yeah. I admire that. I really admire that. Yeah. But there is also, there are so many series of Drag Race out now that you could watch instead of doing that. <laughs> no. I think the pursuit of knowledge like that is so admirable. But just not <laughs> is that your closing you're... statement? <laughs> the saddest thing, though, is that, wait, apart from Euclid, can you name the person who found the new numbers? Like, oh, are they well no, known? No, I, I don't have it in front of me. That's the sad Cat thing for me, is that something. they did all this work. Yeah. Catcliffe. <laughs> Rockburger. Rock, rock. That they did all this work, <laughs> and they don't even have a name attached to it. So it could have been any old little kid in the basement working it out. Yeah. Oh, well. Sucks to be him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take another little break. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Rosie and Nicola Dempsey, otherwise known as Flo and Joan. And we're up to question number six. What is the name of the brother of children's doll Raggedy Ann? Shmaggedy Dan. I have no idea. <laughs> Raggedy Ann. Is it not, um, who was that little kid? Who's that little boy in the little striped? Andy no, Pandy. Andy Pandy. No. Oh, well, it's not Andy Pandy, but it is Raggedy Andy. Oh, okay. oh I thought you were going to say it's not Andy Pandy, but it is Andrew Pandrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes by Andy. Yeah. <laughs> what parent calls their children Anne and Andy? They're getting bullied. They're getting beaten up and getting their little ragdoll heads pulled out. The buttons are getting ripped off those shirts. Who does that? That's like when you see people called Richard Richardson. You're like, oh, yeah. you could have, they're not even married to get that name. You called that kid Richard Richardson. What's wrong with you? Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Raggedy Ann was created in 1915 as a doll and was introduced to the public in 1918 in the 1918 book Raggedy Ann Stories by American writer Johnny Gruel and a few years later he came up with 
Raggedy Andy stories. How oh. very original of him. <laughs> yeah. Just plagiarised himself. Really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's the easiest sequel anyone ever wrote, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no no difficult second album. No. <laughs> That's like someone writing a sequel to us and calling it like Fred and John. Like the stretch there is like <laughs> That's not. That doesn't take a whole lot of thinking to come up with that surely. Do you have any brothers? No. No. Just the two of us. Do you have any other sisters? No. Just us. I think if it was the two of us then but we still did this but we had say like two extra siblings. I think they'd be yeah. really successful at something else. Mm. They'd be the smart ones, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think as yeah. well, like, the maximum amount of siblings you can have in any kind of entertainment act is two before it gets creepy. So I think if there were any more of us, we wouldn't have been able to do this. I think the maximum is two before you're like, okay, well, they all sleep in the same bed. It's a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. What about the Marx Brothers? How many of them were there? There were endless. Did they always work together as a clump, though? There were three kind of core members. You know, there was Harpo, Groucho, and... um... Wacko. That's the Animaniacs. (laughs) (laughs) Harpo, Groucho, and... Very different. Chico. To be fair, I wasn't far off there. (laughs) What did you say? I said Wacko, which I think is one of the Animaniacs. Yeah, that's very close, actually. (laughs) I think if you look at, like, the Osmonds or the Jackson 5 and people, there's just... The more there are, the oh, yeah. creepier it gets, I think. The more messed up it, yeah. <laughs> it surely yeah. People is. find it yeah. less entertaining and more uneasy, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't say that we're necessarily in the entertaining category as opposed to the uneasy category, but at least there's only two of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number seven. Which Australian cricketer was named Player of the Tournament in the 2022 ICC Women's Cricket World Cup? Are you into cricket at all? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> By the blank looks on your faces, I, uh, I'm going to guess not that much. Um, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess Big Bat Barry. <laughs> the Barry's one. Oh, women's. No, oh, then. no it's the, the women's cricket world. world Barry, Cup. short for um, Patricia. Yeah. Patricia, yeah. Bar- Barana. <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely no idea. I'm sure they're great, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. Um, golly, now, how am I going to get the, to this one? How close will we buy Barry? <laughs> Can we start from Barry? <laughs> Her initials are A-H, A-H. but that's really not going to get you there. She was in the final against your mm-hmm. countryman, and she took a little while to get going with the bat using... A hundred balls to reach an even 100 runs, but then she scored her next 70 runs off only 38 balls. And um, that is the highest score, 170, is the highest score in a women's or men's World Cup final. The highest score of the tournament and contributed to her tournament record of 509 runs. Her name is Alyssa Healy. Fair play. I was going to say Alice was going to be my next guess. Oh, yeah. I feel bad given that she's achieved all of those things like incredibly recently and we were both like, not a clue, no idea. (laughs) Has not made a dent in my life whatsoever. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Look, she quite possibly hasn't heard of you guys either. I'd be embarrassed if she had. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number eight. Which English author coined the phrase Cold War in a 1945 essay titled You and the Atomic Bomb? 
I don't know if this is World War Two, but my guess is going to be Rudyard Kipling. No, it's not Kipling. Is it Rudyard Kipling? I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. They're a famous author, but they did like propaganda. They wrote propaganda as well. All uh, right. Well, this this writer is kind of well known for his political work. Not so much propaganda. Probably anti-propaganda. What year? 1945. 1945 is where, when he wrote this essay. And he's British. And he is British. And he wrote it, the essay, it's an amazing essay, actually. Because he wrote it, it seems, not long after the atomic bombs were dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Is it not Winston Churchill? It's not Winston Churchill. <laughs> he's the only politician of that time I know. <laughs> oh, no, th- this is a, a <coughs> It wasn't writer. a politician. Oh, sorry, I thought you said they were. Oh, but, oh a writer that, that famous... was more known for the politics. Cool, right? Yeah. You're putting that famous recall into practice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Are they like a really famous writer? Yeah, really famous writer. You've definitely heard of this God person. Damn it. He had quite strong political beliefs. Well, see, you look like you're having a full crisis. I'm right? trying to access the darkness of my brain to see if there's any, <laughs> any words appeared. You possibly might have read one of his, one or other of his books in high school i would i would say they're kind of it's not all well it is george oh, Orwell. My yeah God. why did it take us that long to get there, there? Oh, yeah that's very very sad yeah he he wrote this it's a fantastic essay i, th- I think everyone should try and find it uh you and the atomic bomb and he sort of talks about how yeah, he considers the, the ideological implications, that is, the kind of worldview, the kind of beliefs and the social structure that would probably prevail in a state which was at once unconquerable and in a permanent state of cold war with its neighbours. Mm. Sick. Yeah. Ah. Smart cookie. Yeah. All right, question number nine. There are two species of camel. One is the Bactrian camel, Camelus Bactrianus. What is the other? The hump one. <laughs> no, they, they've, they've both got humps. The Bactrian has two humps. The hump one. And this one has one hump. Do you know what the one hump oh. camel is called? Uno humpo. <laughs> <laughs> I could, what does it begin with? D. I have no drama. Is it a dromedary or it something? It is a dromedary. How do you know? Yes. That? Yeah. No. How did you know that? I don't know. Where did that word come from? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that that's tickled you so much. Uno humpo. Dromedary. <laughs> yeah, well done. It Thank comes you. from the Greek oh. for runner. Which is dromados? Dromados. Ah, ah. Do you speak Greek? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Barely speak English. <laughs> yeah, dromedary. Very well I'm done. Well, very impressed with myself. That feels like the kind of thing that I'm going to wake up in the middle of that. One, it's only in my brain because I had like some hideous dream and just went, oh, dromedary, and just like sat bolt upright in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> very so well done. Oh, boy. All right, and we're up to the final question. Oh. And here we go. It's another music one, which I'm I'm happy to say. Good. The whole rhythm section was the Purple Gang is a line from which Elvis Presley song? And there's a bonus point for naming the New South Wales Regional Centre 
that hosts a yearly Elvis festival. We know the Elvis festival because remember oh, we, were, we were in New Zealand, we were in Christchurch, was it there when they were talking about it? Oh, yeah. So you know where it is, but it's not in New Zealand. Well, maybe it wasn't in New Zealand. Where were we? And they, uh, they were fam- it, we were somewhere and it was a famous place. Or maybe people were just talking, oh, this is not good for a podcast, is it? Um, <laughs> I don't know the song. <laughs> Do you, Nicola? It wasn't Jailhouse Rock, was it? It is absolutely a jail, Jailhouse Rock, yeah. Oh. And the Purple Gang, I, I didn't realise this, the Purple Gang, because it's such a weird lyric. I, I was like, yeah. oh, where is that from? But the Purple Gang was a real-life organised crime gang operating in Detroit during Prohibition. That's cool. Ah. I thought the question was going to be the Purple Gang, like, are the backing band for, like, which Muppet series or something. Uh, It felt like that kind of... (laughs) Who who are they, like, the backup singers for? And I thought the answer was going to be, like, Big Bird or Kermit the Frog or something. (laughs) That's cool. Nicola, we were definitely somewhere recently (coughs) where the town was known or something was known because there's an Elvis Presley mural and people go there on the day. Oh, what, on, during the festival? No, it hasn't been during the festival. It's in our past. Then why are you talking about it? It's an Elvis impersonation festival. Wait, one yeah, second. Yeah, so there's an Elvis festival. So why are you talking about a mural, Rosie? Sorry, I misunderstood the question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said there's huh? a... That, where the place where Elvis is buried. Did you say... <laughs> no. And not where he's buried. <laughs> oh my he's God. not buried in regional New South Wales. Um, <laughs> Sorry. In fact, he never came to Australia. Did he that's not? The, that's no, what I'm never. Ta- I'm sure it was like New Zealand or something, and they say that Elvis's grave is there, and everyone goes there on the day, on the day of his birthday. I think. I'm sure, we've definitely been to, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was Christchurch. Wow. I, I don't, as far something. as I'm aware... Elvis Presley is not buried in Christchurch. I'm looking, but that's the thing. Like, he's definitely not buried, but people thought he was buried right. there. So, or, yeah. or someone paid, a big Elvis fan paid loads of money to put, oh. the, to put a gravestone there. I need to okay. look it up. And it, we, I can't believe you don't remember this, Nicola, because... <laughs> I can't believe you think this is real when you've forgotten absolutely everything. That's, you can even remember the question that we were asked <laughs> that brought you to this answer. I'm just Let gonna me ask you the bonus point again. It's... The bonus point for naming the New South Wales town or regional centre mm-hmm. that hosts a yearly and annual Elvis festival. And it was, it's usually held in January uh, each year, but this year the festival is going to be on next week. Oh. From the 20th to the 24th of April. I have no idea. It's a town, it starts with P, and it's named after one of Australia's Federation... Or founding fathers, <laughs> but that's not going to help you. No, I might. I oh might just have to tell you. I don't know. I have no idea. <clears throat> I consider us like not stupid people, but we've really not no, proven but d- that today. D- d- how are you going to know this? Like, you know, you're not from here. That's okay. You get a pass mm. on this one. But now I do want to know what it is. The town is called Parks. Would have never have guessed. Cool Parks. No, you never would. Yeah, I cool. can. Cool. I can sleep knowing Sick. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the Parks Elvis Festival is normally held every year in the second week of January, which coincides with Elvis's birthday. Fair play. Right. Is there a reason why it has been yeah. moved to next week, other than like pandemic stuff? Is there like a significant date? I don't date? think there is any significant date 
but it, mm-hmm. just the soonest that they could get it done. Yeah, it was like Elvis's baptism or something. Like it's not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his first first day of middle school or something. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. First day of communion. <laughs> The day is fast sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take one more break. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rosie and Nicola Dempsey, thank you so much for doing the quiz. Thank you for for having us. us. Thank you for putting up with... It was my absolute pleasure having you both. And people can still get tickets to your show, your festival show? Correct. Yes. They can, right through to the end of next week. 24th of April, I think. 24th of April. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Have you been getting good houses? Brilliant, yeah. We have, yeah. We've been really lucky. We're in the Spiegel tent. Oh, you're in the Spiegel tent. (laughs) Brilliant. You've got to feel like there's a lot of seats in that room. There's a lot of seats in that room. Yeah. But yeah, the audiences have been fabulous. Yeah. I'm surprised people turn up. It's bloody brilliant. Well, I'm not surprised that people turn up. You are both very funny. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Saturday Quiz. I expect that if you're one of my Australian listeners, you might have done slightly better than Rosie and Nicola, but a massive thank you to them for being such good sports. Huge thanks also to all of you who made such generous donations to the show in the last week. A few of you chose to remain anonymous, but Angela told me that she listens to the podcast while she's driving, so decided to donate the value of a tank of petrol, which at current prices is quite a lot. And thanks to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. Enjoy your Easter weekend, and if you happen to be in Melbourne, go and see a show from the Comedy Festival. Audience numbers are always a little down over Easter, and those comedians work their guts out to make you laugh. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.